We have a terrific program today. Just come back from Cuba. I saw there the power of God. Now, here's a message from me, not here, but on location in Cuba. We should never say something is impossible because Jesus said, with God all things are possible. It seems impossible to think that a group of Americans, Australians, could come here to Castro's communist Cuba and preach the gospel. We're here with the permission of the Cuban government. We've got special visas so we can preach here. I've had the privilege of preaching in the most difficult places, Moscow, all across Russia, all around Ukraine, dangerous places in Africa. But this is one of the biggest miracles of all. Here we are, the Carter Report team, just a little team. <laughs> but we're here by the grace of God, because with God, all things are possible. But God works through people. He's working, glory be to God, we believe through us. But He's also working, my friend, through you. Because of your prayers and your support and your gifts, these people, many of them, are hearing the true gospel of Christ for the first time. So my heart is full of thanks to God and to you today. Let's get a fire going in this country. We have established a beachhead on the shores of Castro's Cuba, a gospel beachhead, not a military one. We are the ambassadors of peace and we've come here to preach the gospel of peace. Stand with us and thank you for your support. Now, what is amazing is this. What is amazing is this. You can't advertise in Cuba. You, you can't, you know, we wanted to go on television as we do in other places. Wanted to do uh, thousands of radio spots and put it in the newspapers, but you can't do that. If you tried, you'd go to prison. But I want you to know the Bible says, Jesus said, with God, nothing shall be impossible. And even though it was a short campaign because of circumstances, and even though we preached under real difficulties, to this point of time, over 900 souls have been baptized with no advertising. So I, I just want you to know that my heart is sort of bursting because you imagine if you went to a town here, if we went, say, to Thousand Oaks or some other place, and we baptized Almost, a th maybe it's a thousand souls baptized over there now. I don't know. But I want you to know it was done with no advertising except people going out and, say, and saying, come and hear the preaching of the gospel. I want you to take your Bibles and come over here to Isaiah chapter 55 and verses 10 down to 12. Are you glad to be here today, folks? I'm glad to be here today. As a friend of mine who's my age said, I'm glad to be anywhere. Isaiah 55 and verses 10 and onwards, the Bible says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, 
so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void or empty, but it shall accomplish what I please. I want you to know this, that the word of God is mighty and powerful in Russia, around the world, and I can say now, also in Cuba. Yes. Yes, indeed. God's word, when preached, will always accomplish what God pleases. And I want to say this to the great audience because this program is seen around the world. I want to say this to you. Never give up. Hear this? Never That's what Winston Churchill said, never give up, never give up, never give up. And we should never, never give up because the word of God is mighty and powerful, even in Cuba. Now, Cuba is where the end of the world almost began. Did you know this? Armageddon almost started in the island of Cuba, about 100 miles from the good old USA. This is how it happened This is Cuba's story. Batista was an evil dictator who unfortunately received the reluctant support of the United States of America. The Batista era was a time of poverty, corruption, persecution, torture, and every other terrible, awful thing. It became the breeding ground of communism. I want to read to you from President John Kennedy. October 24, 1963, President Kennedy said, I believe that there is no country in the world, including any and all the countries under colonial dominion, where economic colonization, humiliation, and exploitation were worse than in Cuba. In part owing to my country's policies, how quickly we forget. How quickly we forget. In part according to my country's policies during the Batista regime, to some extent, it is as though, look at this, Batista was the incarnation of a number of sins on the part of the United States. Now we shall have to pay for those sins. Whenever you have a corrupt church and a corrupt government, you have the fertile soil for oppression and communism. That's what happened in Russia and that's what happened also in Cuba. The Castro Revolution went from 1953 to 1959. And then Castro formed an alliance with the wicked old Soviet Union. You know these things, don't you? The crisis occurred October 16 to 1928, 1962. I was a boy preacher in a little town by the name of Broken Hill. I remember when the news came to us about the blockade, I believed uh, that the end of the world was coming. We came this close to nuclear annihilation. The USA had deployed missiles in Italy and Turkey. Did you know that? And so the Soviets deployed missiles in response 
in Cuba. July 1962, there was a secret meeting between Khrushchev and uh, Fidel. An agreement to put Soviet missiles in Cuba. This was after the disastrous Bay of Pigs invasion of 1961. And the Air Force, with a U-2 plane, produced clear pictures of Soviet missiles pointing towards the United States of America. You think of it. So close to home, there were Soviet missiles pointing towards the United States of America. It could have been the end of the world. Now, John Kennedy and the military imposed the famous blockade. They said, you will come this far and no further. This was the day the world almost ended. Here is a message on location from Havana, Cuba. I was just a boy preacher in Australia, just out of college, when I heard the amazing news. The Russians had placed nuclear missiles right here in Cuba. Of course, the Americans could not tolerate this because America is just 80 or 90 miles over in that direction, just off the coast. It seemed as though the end of the world was going to come. I was in the outback in Australia in a little town called Broken Hill. The world collectively with the people in Broken Hill held its breath. We wondered, would we see the next day? But the grace and the providence of God prevailed and peace was declared. But this place remained locked fast in communism. It's still very restrictive here. In our meetings, we cannot advertise. We can't use television, we can't use radio, we can't use the newspapers, we can't hand out handbills. And so it is difficult. But I want you to know something. With God, nothing is impossible. Wonderful crowds of people are coming to the meetings. They're mainly young people and they're hungry and they're thirsty for God. It's amazing to see them come forward night by night and accept Jesus Christ. Last night, I was sort of overcome when I saw all these young people, this vast, wonderful group of people coming forward to accept Jesus Christ. Some of them weeping, coming forward to accept Christ and asking for baptism. I want you to know today this, don't forget it. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. I'm John Carter, reporting from the place where the end of the world almost began. Now, those of you who still remember those dark days, there came this final agreement. The Soviets would dismantle the rockets after the blockade and America secretly would remove her missiles from Italy and uh, Turkey. Cuba became a satellite state of the Soviet Union and went down into a time of oppression 
and darkness. Castro, who has just passed away, as we all know, almost brought the world to a fiery end, uh, and people are not going to forgive this or forget this very quickly. Since the 1960s, Cuba has been in, as you know, my friend, a time war. I would say this, however, and what I'm saying now, some folks will find hard to understand, but it's a fact. Life under Castro, even though it's been bad, you've had religious oppression and you've had persecution and an unjust imprisonment and you've had torture, but it's been better than it was under Batista because at least the people have got freedom. They go to church. I was amazed when I went there. The place was filled with spies. They say one in ten people in the audience, they were spies. But nevertheless, we were not harassed. We had complete freedom. You can see the place is in a time warp. Everything stopped back in 1960. One party state today, still persecution, very little freedom of speech. But I was allowed to preach. I said, glory be to God. People say, well, is there any religion left? Yes, because you can't get rid of it. You can do what you like. The Soviets did all they could to get rid of religion, but you can't kill. You can't kill the gospel of Christ. You can't kill the desire in the hearts of the people to worship God. But the Adventist church is one of the strongest churches in the land of Cuba today. It's an amazing thing. Many of the churches have just been obliterated because of atheism. But the Adventist church is going strong. There are two people who've had a, and this, this is not propaganda, this is just a fact, the Adventist church is going strong. And, and we ran campaigns all over Cuba. We had campaigns all over Cuba. And these two people have had a tremendous influence upon Cuba, I think for good. President Obama and Pope Francis. Maybe if they had not done what they did, I would not have been allowed to go and preach openly in Cuba. So I thank God. What about religion? Yes, there's still plenty of religion. Atheism is the main religion, of course. But many people still worship the secret occult powers. Mm. The religion, some of you folks know what I'm talking about. You know the religion of the Caribbean, voodoo, yeah, Satanism, all of those things. And so this place is just waiting for the doors to open and we are going to see an evangelistic explosion. Glory be to God. And the Sakata Report has sought to establish, and we have done so successfully, we've sought to establish a beachhead in Cuba a gospel beachhead. Come over here to Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. I want to read you this great text. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. The Bible says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Folks, what the world needs is not more religion. It needs more of Christ. And what Cuba needs, what America needs, what Australia needs, what the world needs is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and that's the power of God unto salvation. 
Now, what happens when people get rid of Jesus? Let me talk to you a bit about this. I've been to Russia. I've got to think hard now. Been to Russia and Ukraine 47 times. I went there during the collapse of the Soviet Union. What did I see? As communism, as atheism collapsed, I saw tremendous poverty, tremendous alcoholism. I saw thousands and thousands of orphans. I saw people literally starving. That's life without God, life without Christ. The Soviets kicked God out. Read what Alexander Solzhenitsyn said. We have forgotten God and all these things have come upon us. So I want to say to the television audience, I want to say to the young people, the happiest people, the most blessed people on the face of the earth are not the unbelievers, but the people who believe in Christ and who believe in the Bible. I'm telling you, come over here to Deuteronomy 28, verses 2 down to 6. Deuteronomy 28, verses 2 down to 6. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verses 2 down to 6. And the Bible says, And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be when you come in and blessed shall be you, you'll be when you go out. Listen, the best countries in the world are not the atheistic countries. Listening to me? The best countries in the world are not the atheistic countries. They're not the communistic countries. They're not the pagan countries. They're the countries where the people believe in God and they believe in Jesus Christ. But when the Soviets got rid of God, they brought hell. So what did we do in Cuba? We ran campaigns and sponsored campaigns around the island. I ran in the city of Havana. We ran campaigns in Guantanamo Bay. You know about this? Guantanamo Bay. We had a tremendous campaign in Guantanamo Bay. No advertising allowed, but the people came by the thousands. I was asked to preach with my little team in Havana, in a part of Havana that is called, this is true, the Viper. The Viper. We went to this place that is actually called the Viper. The church there is called the Church of the Viper. Hard to believe it, isn't it? Because it is a place that has been given over to spiritism and demonism. And every night people stood outside on the streets, people who came from the religion of the viper, praying praying to their gods that we would be destroyed. So we preached under difficulties. But I want you to know we had the power of God with us and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I have some testimonies from some of the people who came to the meetings. We saw all of these young people, all of these beautiful people. Now I have these testimonies which are hot from the hearts of these people. 
want you to listen to them. I'm really enjoying these meetings, and the pastor is marvelous. I've never heard a pastor who explains the Bible so well. Thank you for these meetings. They have been a blessing to many young people here in Cuba. We have felt his presence. For me personally, it's been great. The meetings have edified me, filled me, and the Lord has shown me that he is ever-present. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. I'm very thankful to all those who have contributed to this ministry in one way or another. Because of their unconditional support, today we have the Carter Ministry to bless and glorify the Lord in Cuba. I hope you continue to support us and young people, not only here, but all over the world. I'm very thankful for all of those who came from around the world to help and support us in our spiritual growth. I think that all of those who have supported this campaign and continue to support it will receive a crown of life when Jesus comes, which is important. They're doing a great work for Jesus, which will not go unnoticed. We have seen the fruits of Jesus in this campaign because the pastor is anointed with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for all the work you have done for the purpose of saving lives. Glory be to God. Beautiful people. Now we have with us today Alan DeLeon. He is a member of our team. Alan, I want you to come and tell the people from your heart and your soul what impression you got from Castro's Cuba. Glad to have you here. Thank Alan. you. Thank tell you us, very much. Tell us about it. Um, what impressed me the most specifically was just the warmth and the greeting that we received from the people there. Uh, every night they would come packed into these really uncomfortable wooden pews, um, really squeezed together. Sometimes they'd be sitting on each other's laps just to hear you preaching. Uh, during the actual programs, there would be this hush over the crowd where the only thing you could hear was the buzzing from the electricity and the humming from the fans. Uh, but the people stayed. Nobody wanted to get up and leave early. Uh, it was just such an overwhelming positive response. Hallelujah. Yes. We saw you. the power of God, and you were a blessing, Alan. Thank you. Yeah. We also ran a school of evangelism. We brought in the pastors from right across this great island, 140 pastors. This was an a wonderful experience. I just want to tell you folks something. The salt has not lost its savor. And I'm going to show you now a report. Here we got some of the some of the pastors and Beverly standing with me down the front. These folks, here is the pastor from Guantanamo Bay. Now, here's a message on location about the School of Evangelism. Hi there, I'm John Carter in Havana, Cuba, this communist fortress. We're here to preach the gospel of Christ to the public. But more than this, we are running a school of evangelism and biblical studies for the Cuban pastors. 140 pastors coming from right across this wonderful island, and they're coming to join with us to study how best we can meet the needs of the Cuban people. The Cuban people are just the most wonderful people. They're warm, friendly. And I'm amazed that in the meetings every night that we are taking, that I think most of the people there are young people. 
Now, of course, when I say young people, I mean people up to say 35 years of age. <laughs> uh, they're young to me, but they're so warm and they're so receptive. And when they come forward night by night to accept Jesus, they come with tremendous sincerity. So what a privilege it is to be here in the land of Cuba. But remember to pray for the pastors. 140 pastors are coming from Guantanamo Bay and other places right across this island nation. They're coming to join forces with us. Think of this. They're coming from Guantanamo Bay and everywhere. We're going to meet with them, study with them, pray with them to devise the best means of reaching this nation for the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you for being my special partner. Folks, we're not finished with Cuba. This is just the start. We want to flood that island with thousands, hundreds of thousands of gospel-filled DVDs. We can do it. We can get permission to do it. Not one Cuban pastor has got a motor car. We've all got bicycles. A lot of those bicycles broken down. We want to give the pastors new bicycles. We want to put into their hands the tools to reach this country for Christ. So we're just back from communist Cuba. What can we say? We've seen more than 900 souls baptized and we say, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Hi, I'm John Carter. My wife Beverly and I were watching television the other night, watching the news, American news. They told us that the church in North America is actually shrinking. They said that atheism is the fastest growing religious movement today in North America. And people are saying, what on earth can we do to save the church? Well, of course, Christ died for the church. He saved the church. But what they mean is, how can we keep the church as a vibrant force in the world today, in Australia, in America, and in Europe, and in the rest of the world. Let me tell you a little story. John Wesley was one of the greatest preachers that the English-speaking world has ever heard. John Wesley came upon the scene of the, of the church in England a few hundred years ago when the church was dying. Like the church today, it was a shrinking church, but the people in the church were in a state of denial. They refused to accept the reality that the church was dying. John Wesley did something that uh, other people said couldn't be done. He revived the church through public evangelism. Did you hear that? He started to preach Christ, he preached the Bible, and he preached out of doors and indoors, and the church was saved. Not only did he save a lot of souls, the souls of sinners, he saved the souls of the saints. Please join me, my friend, in evangelism. It's what Jesus did. Write to me, John Carter, Post Office Box, 1900 Thousand Oaks, California. In Australia, write to me at the address on the screen at Terrigal in New South Wales. Join me, my friend, in preaching Christ. Join me in public evangelism around the world. Thank you, in Jesus' name.
For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.